But the last time I came to your show, I dropped you right there. gentlemen welcome to another edition of the rewriters room we are the men with the pen that's fire we should put that on a shirt or something i like uh, that you like that you like that? yeah i'm yeah. gonna mess with that mess with that we're the boys who we rebook we we fantasy book we rewrite we take storylines that have been controversial and we and we talk through them and we talk about things we would have done differently i'm the boy armand the former leader of the of the money in the bank contract uh, that was held by Otis. I'm, I'm the former leader of, of that watch committee. Um, and currently I am, I've joined Channing in the Bianca Belair hive, um, the, the, the street profits hive. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of black excellence that is, that's there to be excited about. So I'm, I'm very happy with that. Fellas, how, how y'all doing? You're, you're, it's a big CC in the building, uh, AKA big reader, Mr. Natural Juice all uh, healthy fruits and fresh vegetables and everything that you can enjoy in life. Um, yeah. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to the hive, bro. Uh, glad you're seeing the, glad you're seeing the light now. Bianca Belair uh, is my Nubian queen, uh, even though she's taken, I know, I understand that. Also, I'm my own Nubian queen. I just mean as an idol, yeah. as somebody I put up there on the shelf. Oh yeah. She is, she's up there. It's Angela Davis, Bianca Belair. <laughs> Chan, what's good, bro? Uh, you know, things are going well. I am just, you know, just getting settled in. I feel another Baron Corbin push coming on. Another <laughs> storyline by our king. I see it. I see the seeds getting laid. I, oh, <laughs> Corbin and the Mysterios. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, we, we will see what they do with that. Uh, I, yeah, I know I have my feelings on Corbin. Uh, I've, I've, I've grown, I've grown to like him a, a little bit. Like I, I've, I kind of see the appeal now. Um, but, uh, I just remember that awful Corbin and, and Roman feud last year with the dog food. And like, they had like four paper they ran matches. it back. Like, yeah. So, yo, come on dog. Like I, I, I understand what we're doing. Like yeah, Corbin is a top heel, I guess. So we're trying to, you know, build Roman up. They were trying to get him over, but they just, they, they extended that way too long. Um, but to recap some other bad stuff in wrestling, I was in our last episode, I was talking about how Survivor Series is one of my favorite pay-per-views, but, but, but the build to it was pretty uh, underwhelming. And the pay-per-view turned out pretty underwhelming as well. I mean, we got a really good match in Street Profits versus New Day. Um, I, I was very interested in that match. Uh, I, I, I thought New Day, uh, I thought the Street Profits were going to go over and they actually ended up ended up going over, which to me, I felt like that was a huge sign of respect from the uh, New Day, um, kind of giving this this new team that look, uh, you know, we have heard of certain wrestlers who are selfish and, you know, don't like to take take losses. But I think there's a genuine relationship between the New Day and Street Profits to where they want to make the Street Profits look look really good, too. Um, J5 had an interesting theory about uh, the Street Profits losing and then turning heel which would have also been been very interesting as well. They're really, really great faces, but I do think they could be incredible heels. Um, but yeah, I really, really enjoyed that match. Uh, Angelo Dawkins in particular performed really well because, I mean, to me, it's pretty clear that Montez is the much stronger 
um, uh, just performer and yeah. all on the mic and everything within the Street Profits. But Angelo really showed out in that match too. And Xavier Woods has been cooking on another level in, in the ring. So yeah, shout, shout out to them. How'd you guys feel about that match and then Survivor Series as a whole? Um, only the black people did well. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I, that's all I remember from Survivor Series. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what to tell you, man. It was amazing. Like, I watched the New Day and Street Profits match. I just remember watching it, and my uh, my girl was walking by, and I was just – I pointed out to her. I was like, yo, I'm watching – like, these are all black people, and they're all chanting music in this match right now. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. And I was just, like, thinking about that, and then just thinking about how, like you said, like how Xavier's been killing it. So one thing I noticed is, like, when he was – when he spent his time away on uh, when, especially when he was doing his up, down, up, up, down, down stuff, like really, really crazy. And that was like really, really taking off and he had to be away. It was like something I noticed like in the way I wa- I like to watch the way people talk to see how they are all the time. Something in his tweets was getting spicier yeah. over time. Yeah, and now you starting to see that shit come out in the ring and backstage or whatever. Like one of the cool things that happened on this past episode of Raw is when uh, the Hurt Business were walking away. Um, MVP had like, you know, put his hand, uh, I think he had like, maybe like tapped him on the shoulder or whatever. And Xavier was just like, you want to put your hands on me, man, or whatever. It's like little things like that, that make like that moment or whatever, yeah. when you're watching it. Cause they have like, for a second, I was like, hold on. Cause I like, as a, like, we, it's three niggas on this podcast. We know like for, you know, in some instances, when they can say like, don't put your hands on me. Sometimes that shit gonna lead to a not so peaceful night. So like, <laughs> so so like when I saw it, I was like, oh wait, he's like, and the fact that he caught me for that second, I was like, he's cooking in the ring, out of the ring. And then like I think about how like you know Kofi, we know where he's going eventually. I'm like, wow, E and like our Woods are really gonna get their time to shine. So like not only are they putting a new day over, like their shit is also growing too. And like yeah. to to think about the fact that the new day can grow from where it already was. It's crazy. So yeah. it's just, I'm just, it's amazing. Again, black power. <laughs> All right. Um, and Chan, how, how, how about you, man? So speaking on uh, my black brethren and the new day, I think it's very important to note that Xavier Woods is like wild brolic right now. Yeah. Like, yes, he's been talking crazy, but like you look at him, he's like twice the size of Kofi, which is like not always a thing. So I think that he's like good things in his future. He's like massive. Um, but one thing on the positive note I will say about Survivor Series I like, and maybe this is not a popular wrestling Twitter thing, but I like really didn't like the triple threat thing last year. Like for the singles titles, it was cool. Like it's three people, but like for the tag titles, it was just, it was like 15 people. It was just too hard to keep track of everything. Like I think they'd be better off serve going like, I don't know what you do with the women's titles, honestly, but whatever. Um, But you could go like, you know, Universal WWE, and then have, like, UK champion versus NXT champion, then have, like, Cruiserweight champion versus North American champion. But, like, having all these triple threats is just too... I, I personally just wasn't a fan of it. Um, So I did like that that did happen this year, but in terms of, like, the actual content of the matches we saw, yeah. It was just, like... <laughs> I was watching, and I was just, like, oh, so y'all, like, are really still wrestling right now. Like, Bobby Lashley is really still wrestling. Like, that should have been a squash. Why is this match going on for, like, even, like, what, it was, like, 10, 8 minutes? Like, still. That should have been a squash. Yeah. Shot, of course, did good. But, like, at a certain point, it's like, come on, let's wrap it up. Like, yeah. let's get to the point. And also the way, like, I I get you're trying to make the whole Raw storyline keep going. But, like, the whole 5-0, like, none of them lost to me. It was so whack. Like, I hated that. The <laughs> women's ending was kind of clever like i give yeah. them that it didn't make them all look strong which i guess was the point but like i hated the way the men's match ended 
It just see it, see. Here's the thing: the women's match let me know that the only certain matches had thinking going into them. <laughs> That's when I realized yeah, yeah. I was because I was like I put shit together and I looked at it. I was like, wait, the New Day Street Profits had a good match. That women's thing, like they found a creative way to take the fact that we all know that we don't want to see this match and like make it into something entertaining. But the men didn't even bother to do that. Like, you know, it's out of their control, you know, this is creative, whatever. But like, yeah. and then like, you know, we had, you know, uh, who was it at the end? Uh, uh, Drew and Roman, whatever. And I was like, I think those are the only three times yeah. where I was like actually paying attention. Yeah. And it's because like somebody put thinking into it. There was nothing nothing that went into anything else it was like this could have just not happened at all yeah yeah i like and the the men's raw team was just so stacked going into it and like they didn't have yeah. the full smackdown men's team until the until the the, the, the friday show right before the pay-per-view and uh and they talked about it meals and uh, j5 talked about it all on the a show but the whole thing with seth rollins just like took so much excitement from the match like seth cooks oh. at survivor series Seth is got paternity like, leave. Yeah, it's like, yeah, like, it, like it, it, it was funny. It was like it, it was a moment. It was a memorable moment. But it was like, yo, without Seth, I have no faith in in this SmackDown team. Like KO is that yeah. guy. Jay is do, Jay Uso is doing his thing, but they're not beating Keith Lee, Braun Strowman, Sheamus, Matt Riddle, and and AJ. It's it's just not happening. Like it's 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 not realistic. So that just that was just yeah. It, like it, there was no thought that went into it. it was like. Yeah, we're, we're we're just gonna do some shit and like hope it goes and like Jay Uso spamming super kicks at the end like it just, it just wasn't believable. Hey, controls. Like, yo, like taking that shit just like X button, X button, X button, X button, X button. I'm like, come on, man! Like, come on! Like, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all had all the like really good talent in that match. Like, even if the Raw team was significantly yeah. better than, than the SmackDown team, they had really good personalities. There's a lot they could do. I like. Uh, the, the the person who performed the best on on the SmackDown team was the was the person no one wanted on the SmackDown team. Otis, he he was heating yeah. up in that match. Like yo, Otis was everybody. Rocking, my nigga. <laughs> I'm like yo, like you 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 have the potential to do big things here, and the the, the majority of the match was just a huge flop. Like it, it it really doesn't make any sense to me. And then here's what here's what really pissed me off about that. Here's why that made me mad. Yeah. It's because. Every almost everyone except for Seth, like it's funny, Shannon. First of all, it's funny that you said that shit because I literally was thinking the same thing. I was like, okay, <laughs> this buddy, buddy Murphy shit is wrapping up. How is Seth about to ride his way into paternity leave, or whatever? Paternity leave. Yeah. If you look at this nigga in the last couple weeks or whatever, compared to like six months ago, he already got that dad way shit going on. Like you just gotta. Yeah, he's not wrestling. <laughs> yeah, <Stay y'all>. <laughs> yeah, but. The, the, the reason why it pissed me off is two reasons. The first thing is, like, look at how much new talent and, if not new talent, people we are now putting into the spotlight that are that went into this match. This is people who are now going to the spotlight, spotlight slash new talent. Keith Lee, um, Riddle, uh, we're bringing back Kevin Owens into the spotlight. Jey Uso uh, and Otis. So, like, between Jay, Keith Lee, Riddle, and Otis, those are four four new people who are now – getting that like kind of like shine or whatever and then you have a bunch of seasoned vets in there Sheamus and AJ that we know of are just at that point where they're just cool with putting people over or whatever so my thing was like right. why are we not even doing the thing where we're showcasing the new talent like what are we doing like are, we're not really doing why that so so what are we doing and then the other the, my other main gripe and I'm, I'm gonna cut it out after this is 
you have Jay Uso and King Corbin and Seth Rollins on a team, also in kind of Kevin Owens, who's kind of like a wild card or whatever. Like that's three and a half. That's like three and a possible when it comes to heels. And you did nothing with the, like those creative minds, like those guys, like those guys who find ways to win matches outside of the ring or doing crazy shit. You found nothing. <laughs> so I'm just like, so what are we supposed to believe about these people's character? What was the point? <laughs> I I don't I don't understand. And then like Oscar Sasha Banks, we've seen that so many times. Like they're both great in the ring, but. It wasn't a match to get excited for because we saw it all summer. And then the match, like the finish was really, you know, they have to keep Oscar strong. They're always going to protect Oscar. I, I get it. So, you know, Sasha rolling her up, whatever. But it, I don't know. Again, it, it was just a very deflating match, a very deflating ending. And it didn't really do much for Sasha. And like, again, they were talking about this all, all, all on the A show, but like someone on commentary even said like, Sasha like squeaked by, like barely put that out. Like, like she doesn't look strong as as a champion. Like, you know, she's she's now the boss who's running the the SmackDown division, and she's been getting owned by Car- Carmella for the last few weeks. Like, and and so this match don't really start. please this don't. match didn't do anything. Please don't do this. Don't start. <laughs> don't even get me started on the whole Carmella because, like, honestly, that's probably why she had a match like that so they can make her look weak. Because there's no reason on God's green earth why Carmella should be getting like. We're talking about Jay Uso super kick. Carmella doesn't even give full effort on her super kick. Like, get Bro. your leg up above your shoulders. It's, Bro. You're like bent. Like, what kind of crane super kick is this? Like, oh, I don't even, I cannot stand Carmella. I've never understood it, never liked it. Always been like not a fan. Even when like with Ellsworth and the money, I was just, and yeah, her just like sneaking Sasha Banks like two weeks. It's just, I don't even want to. I don't want to do this. Not today. Yeah. It's not how I'm spending my day. I don't get it. It's like, cause my thing is like, here's the, here, and this is the last point on, on the, the Asuka and uh, Sasha thing, especially more like the Sasha. You look at SmackDown and you look at the women or whatever, and your, your next pick for who's going to be fucking with Sasha Banks is, is Carmella out of everyone who's there. Mm-hmm. Like, I would rather, you know, it would be funnier and more entertaining and make more sense if Billy Kay did it, cause it would just be funny. It'd be like, like, hold on, you did better on the mic. Way better on the mic. Yeah, like because it would be Sasha saying you did Way nothing better. to deserve this. Billy K being like, nah, give me a shot, and then like some other random person comes through, and then you can make like a kind of a story out of it where Sasha's just watching people try to get to the spot of the challenger or whatever. But like, you know, maybe it will become that. But like, I'm sorry, you we've gotten too far. We're in for a penny now, like in for a pound with the Carmella shit. So it's like we gotta fully realize that. And uh I just watched <laughs> I think, yes. So, yeah, unfortunately, I just saw her this past Friday or whatever doing that promo. And I was just like, wow, like racism is crazy. Like when you think about it, it's so pervasive, like it can stop the world from doing so many great things and it can just exalt people into positions they should never be in. Like Like, what, what reason in 2020 do I have to be interested, excited for, invested in? a Carmella heel turn where she's coming back as the untouchable. And like, if, if they do what I think they're going to do and have her get the title off Sasha Banks, all hell is going to break loose for, for social media. I mean, and you know, Sasha actually has a lot of haters. There are a lot of people who think she's overrated and doesn't deserve this, but like, no one wants to see Carmella in in her place. Yeah, no. Like that's not a good alternative. So like WWE, please just, you give us Bianca versus Sasha. Like, just just please. Thank you. Please, please do it. 
Like, they also need to do another call up, I think, dude. Yeah. Yeah, Rhea. Rhea got to be coming up soon. Rhea, yeah. she like did that farewell match with EO and was like, I respect you. That's like the classic call up match yeah. before call up or whatever. They are starving. Those those women's divisions, they're they're starving. But one match that was worth it. Uh, it was truly a main event. Roman versus Drew. The build to it was excellent. That contract signing where Roman says, "Nah, I'm sitting at the head of the table." He's sitting there. No, no, no mics. No, no microphones. Like it was just so. That was so well produced. God that, level, nigga. That like him, him sitting there smiling at, at Drew, like just looking at him, just smiling, like. You're the right guy at the right place at the wrong time. You're you're the guy they call when Roman's bit like bars. That was Roman. Was he a second tier champion. That was not Roman Reigns. That was Roman Latrell Reigns. Like like Latrell came out. I, I, I love when he brings Latrell out. Like he he be he be talking that cash shit on people. It was 9 p.m. Um, in the Thunderdome. That's what that shit, we gonna call that shit. Man, like he, was, he was on <laughs> that boy another, was <laughs> another level. And then the match was just so good. And, you know, even even with Jay interfering and, like, the low blow, but it's like, you know, that's, that, that's what Roman's doing now. Roman's gonna win by any means. And, like, it was cool to see him tell Jay, oh, go home. And then, like, so, like, I don't know if we're supposed to think that, like, Roman telling Jay to go home was like part of their plan and then Jay ended up coming or like or, or Jay just like defied him and like ended up coming out anyways but we saw at the end Jay helped him get the win and then they ended up hugging so Roman was was impressed with what he did and we know Roman's been very like iffy on Jay and like what he's been doing and very kind of controlling of him so it was cool to see that their relationship evolve a bit with with Jay's involvement uh how, how'd you guys feel about the match yeah I felt the exact same I thought having Jay come out at that moment was the right thing to do. When I saw it, it was one of those, like, uh, um, I was, it, it wasn't a shock, but not surprised. It was a surprise, but not shocked or whatever. Um, Cause I was like, Oh, okay. They did that. But I'm like, yeah, no, I see why you would do that. Um, but I thought it was amazing that Roman still did what he did too. And like, I think that's what like little things like that are what makes this a story that you want to see what happens. Cause if Jay just comes out and super kicks him or, you know, like twice or just does whatever. And then Roman pins him and maybe he doesn't know he was there. Or even if he saw it, if Roman didn't have anything to do with it, or if Roman has no culpability or whatever, then he can really just put it on Jay. But Roman, like, I feel like the re- real reason why he was able to get that nigga is cause he blow blow that nigga. Like fuck that little super kick. He got <laughs> Roman yeah. put his whole ass, like, Thirty years bicep, right? <laughs> like he just, like he's really low blow the shit out of. So he's, like, he's got a like, wicked low blow. Like, yeah, his like, low blow is wicked. Yeah. yeah. So when you look at it, I was, it's like, oh, like, like Roman was already doing some like off the cuff shit or whatever. So like, it makes it complicated at the end, which is why I think the look that he gives him, even right before he hugs him, is like, yeah. I mean, because ultimately, like, it's like one of those things like, okay, my end goal was to win. We did that. Okay, here. You know, but, and and that's why it's great because you get to see, like, he's, like you said, iffy. Like, he's very iffy. Like, sometimes it's like, yeah, come hug me. Other times, just like, nigga, you did nothing. <laughs> so, yeah, go home. So, yeah, that's cool. Man, and I, I think we also got to give Roman credit for how much he gave Drew. Like, he really made Drew look yep. very, very good. Drew kicked out of Spears. Superman punches a, a bunch of stuff, and like you know, with, with Roman's top guy nature, I, I, I don't know if you um you guys watched his, his interview with Corey Graves, but the way he was talking about like the other talent, Roman seems very like beyond 
a lot of the roster. Like he 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 he's like, yo, I'm not really impressed with anyone here. Like if there were people impressive, I wouldn't have had to come back. And it's like, damn, it's like that. That's how Roman feels. But you can tell he really, really respects Drew and how Drew's been holding it down for the WWE. And like Roman leaving for all those months, it, it kind of left a void. And Drew stepped up into that top guy role, and he's he's really done a good job. Like people people are constantly giving him credit for how, how well he's evolved. So seeing Roman give him that much and give him that much respect, like he ended up having to choke Drew out, and like you know Drew didn't tap, so it still makes Drew look really strong. Um, but it was just a really cool finish and a really good way to make both of them, like to really just showcase how far both of them have come. Yeah, I think for myself, like, as a wrestling fan, I'm, like, not the most, like, technically proficient person. Like, I'm not, like, my, I'm always been about, like, the presentation and, like, the storyline. Like, they can really get in the ring and, like, they see a lot of, like, grapples and reverses, whatever. So I think the first thing about the presentation that made the match lit was that finally Roman took off that goddamn Kevlar vest. <laughs> um, I think the fact that because like the first time they wrestled each other at WrestleMania, it was ridiculous because Roman is wearing like full tactical gear and Drew's in like just drawers. And it's like, this doesn't look fair because they're both massive people, but like one of them has armor on. So like, yeah, it doesn't seem yeah. like a fair fight at all. Well, like, yeah. obviously the guy with the, the jet with the with the boots on is going to win. So like, yeah. I love that. Like it looks more like it looks much more like mono mono like we both got a lot of gel in our hair. Like we both got beards, we're both tall, dark and handsome. Like, let's get to it. Let's give Vince what he wants. And it really got to it, like you said, like all the kicking out, because even that's going back to Drew with the Brock match, where like kicking out a finisher, like Drew had this kind of resilience, even though he's not like a physically like a Jeff Hardy figure, he has a resiliency where it's like the never say die, like you got this kid, like he has that to him as well. And also like, again, I think I've said this before too, like everyone's spear don't hit the same, and Roman's spear hits. Don't get me wrong, but that guillotine is a fire finisher, especially for yeah. someone like as big as Roman to like wrap himself around you like a python. Like I think it's just such a good visual for like Roman to hassling, but it's like it's kind of like um they're like ruthless aggression where like every top guy all of a sudden finisher became a submission. Like John Cena, the SCFU, The Rock was doing the sharpshooter, like Undertaker was doing triangle take hold, Brock Lesnar was doing like that bicycle thing where you put your leg. Like everyone's finisher all of a sudden was a submission. I love that Roman is like getting to that level now where it's like not only can I like knock you out, I will like incapacitate you just very casually. Just because yeah. I can, like not because I don't have to. So I think that helps his like solidifies him well too. See it's yeah. funny because that's exactly how I saw it. Like because I never yeah. like when you think about Roman submission is the last thing you think about like you do never even think about like now when i think about it i'm trying to think of how many rest holes i've seen him put people in and i'm trying to think about it he doesn't do a lot (laughs) it's not like any type of locks or holes like maybe an arm bar but he does he does a lot of like punching striking yeah Yeah, the closest you get to submission with him with him is him putting somebody in a corner like that's the closest yeah so when i was yeah like when i was thinking about it i felt that same thing like with the image of him like choking somebody out and it's like he has their whole right like they're standing up and it's weird because like here's why i like the guillotine as a submission for him and especially his character right now is because his character is one where he's saying like i'm the top guy i deserve all this stuff but at the same time like he's doing like little sneaky snake um little things and like he's kind of parasitic or whatever at the same time because like as much as he's saying like i'm the guy and i'm bringing all this stuff in like once the stuff is in he's saying like he's just trying to go around and take whatever he wants which is 
and I think that relates to his, his submission move because it's like he's literally you're standing up or whatever and he's just grabbing on grabbing onto you and just choking the life out of you or whatever while you stand up, which is what his character is right now. It's like I'm gonna come it's like what is it? Um he was like uh show what is it what's his his motto now? Like show up with bass sh- sh- or something sh- like that. Show up and win. Show up and win, wreck everyone and leave. Yeah, wreck and everyone leave. and leave. Yep. Yeah. So it's like that kind of thing where it's just like, all right, like instead of looking at this mountain of a you know uh, drew or whatever that a normal person will look at it like this motherfucker just jumps on top of it and just like all right cool <laughs> like let me see if i can choke it out or whatever so i just like the randomness of it it's really cool i, I, feel, I think it fits his character because i nah, can't guess what he's gonna say or do next he's made a lot of good changes with this new character his move set is great his, he's, he's doing that like jumping leg lariat he's doing the big boot now like he's 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 really stepping up and like the guillotine matches like like you said, it matches the type of person, the character that he is now. Like it fits, and and him introducing that in his match with Braun, like choking Braun out to yeah. show us that move was like, all right, Roman, all right, bro, you you, you got it, you got it. Yeah. And then coupling it with like you said, taking off the vest, like he's huge now, like the the, the, the one glove, yeah. like he's he's just he's doing everything right. Oh, that Thanos glove is so hard. Oh my, it God. really is. It really is. New teeth. Yeah, yeah. Was, uh, you peep? Okay. Hillish. Roman <laughs> Real Hillish. I thought it was just... Roman B. Reigns. Michael B. Jordan who? But speaking of people with the name B, um, our main event for this Rewriters Room episode, uh, this week we want to talk about a woman. And this is not just any woman. She's one of the four horsewomen. She is the Irish last kicker. She is the pride of Ireland. She is Becky Balboa. We're talking about the man, the mom, Becky Lynch. Yeah. Now, I've I've really, really grown to love Becky. I, I always liked her character. I was first introduced to her when uh, they had the brand extension on SmackDown in 2016. She was the first SmackDown Women's Champion um, and ha- held the title for a bit. Um, and, you know, that, she kind of had this weird phase where she wasn't really doing much, like she was probably the, the least relevant uh, of the four horsewomen for a while. Um, the, with Bailey and Sasha doing their thing on Raw, Charlotte is obviously just being the GOAT. Like, she was, she, she was the GOAT very early on, and she's only risen more. But we get to 2018, Charlotte took a little break uh, after Carmella cashed in on her with the Money in the Bank briefcase, um, and we get to Becky, uh, kind of going on this this crazy rise. Like she was, she was a bit more feisty. She wanted more opportunities. She was really fighting for them. Um, and then we end up getting that triple threat match uh, where Charlotte returns. It's Carmella versus Becky versus Charlotte for the for the SmackDown Women's Title. And from there, Becky goes on a a very very long journey that that we know. Before we get into that, I just want to generally speak on Becky. Well, what are you guys' feelings on Becky Lynch and her career? And that you have any favorite matches or moments so far in her career? Um, so real quick, I am a I'm a really big Becky Lynch fan, um, which is why I'm glad she's on break right now. Um, and I'm wishing the the, the best for her, her and the family, everybody safe as we're going through this COVID stuff. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I'm a I'm a really really big uh, Becky fan, and I'm the. It's funny that. She, came compared to this person or whatever at the time that she uh 
she started to blow up, but it, I, I think it fits because I think everybody naturally felt this way. Like you just felt the connection. You could see the patterns or whatever. It's like she had that like Stone Cold-esque rise yes. where it's just like, when you look at Stone Cold or whatever, like there was nothing like you could really put on paper that was like really bad about him before like he became like really like the that defined character or whatever. It's just that he just wasn't there yet. Like for some reason, he just wasn't there yet, which I felt like, the same with Becky. Like I would look at her and I'm just like, well, there's nothing wrong. But yeah. like for some reason, why is this not like why is this just there? Like whatever. And then I think he made that same decision like he did or whatever. It was just he talked about this on the podcast. He said he was just resolute in this decision, which you can see in her eyes. She did the same thing. And since that moment, it hasn't been you haven't been able to stop her. And the reason why I love her so much is because you hear it when she speaks. Like when she would be on the mic or whatever like you could hear how she was like no i want to be this so like in the way that she was talking to people in the way that she would have quick comebacks or whatever that people weren't ready for the way she would just call people a dope the way that she would just like casually walk in and she would set the tone of like the interview or whatever 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 it was like once she would start talking like so i like all those things about her and those are like my favorite things about her my favorite match will probably have to be wrestlemania uh um uh charlotte and uh and ronda whatever i i just thought like the moment like everything that that meant and that being it was the last match right yep yeah that being the last match and how they yeah because it came on at like one o'clock in the morning (laughs) yeah that's what it was it was late as fuck yeah okay (laughs) yeah like that wild late when it came on yeah and my i I guess my, my other favorite part about it is that she knows how to make her character big and keep her character big in ring while not while not treating it like it's a show off of her character. She's just like, a, she's just wrestling in the moment. So uh, it's a very hard thing to do and she does it really well. So yeah, fuck with Becky. Brother Chan. Um, another unpopular opinion from myself. Uh, I was not in on Becky Lynch until like the whole man thing. I was like, this whole steampunk thing doesn't really make sense to me. Like, what are these goggles? Like, uh, and, uh, even this kind of happened during the WrestleMania match, which is like, this is like something that probably didn't have a big of an impact as I think it did. But like the amount of weave they put in her hair for that match yeah. <laughs> it looked so crazy by the end. Of the, it was so distracting. I was like, yo, this shit is coming out. Like, take this out, Rebecca. Like, this don't need to be in there. Like, why do you have so much hair? Like, like that, it was just, they were just were doing too much of their character. But the man thing, I think what I really like about her, um, I, don't, I don't have a particular match that I think of my favorite. I think of probably the one in Evolution with, with Charlotte, if I had to pick one. But I think what I really love is when she's being serious. Like, sometimes when she gets a little jokey, it gets a little too Harry Potter for me. And I'm like, all right, like, really like champ champ. Like, this is a little too, it's a little too Hogwarts. Like, you get a little too bippity-boppity-boo, and I don't really like that. But, like, when she was, like, bloody nose, like, standing on the crowd, like, arms out, or when she, like, what you would really go on at Ronda, like that was some of my favorite work. And we'll get to what I would rewrite and it's part of that. But that was some of my favorite of her promo. Just being like, no, like, I'm not afraid of you. Like, I'm the man. You got to step to me first. Like, I'm the chair. You could tell she was really like pissed. Like, no, no, you've been giving all this stuff. And like, I had to grind for this. Like, you're not going to hear her and talk to me any kind of way. And I thought that was so perfect. Because like sometimes even with Charlotte, you can just tell they're too good of friends where it's like, I know you don't really hate her. Like, yeah. you just don't. Like, it's like some sisterly, like beefy guy. But like with Ronda, it was like, no, like, I really just don't. Like, I mean, I don't know if they liked it or not, but like, it just really, you could really tell there was some realness and like, no, like, I, it, I run this. Like, you just got here. I live here. 
And like that, I thought that was such a fire part of the feud. Um, I, it's really made me like come around around her a lot. I liked that a lot. Like, um, so like now I'm cool with her. Like, you know, the being having a kid thing is dope. I'll be really interested to see like what happens after this and how they kind of reestablish her. Is it like a Roman thing where she comes back totally different, or they're just gonna kind of reboot her or like kind of what role that has? I feel like she's gonna be really dope. But yeah, I think where I'm at now with Becky Lynch is a good spot, but I was not at first. Yeah, she had a very, very organic rise, and it was a rise that WWE had to respond to. It was very similar to the Daniel Bryan Yes Movement, where it was like, nah, this is too massive. Like, you guys have to have to give her this moment. And it was difficult because, as we know, the original plan was Charlotte versus Ronda at WrestleMania. That's what that's what they, they were kind of building to. That's what they were hoping for. That was kind of what Ronda came to the WWE for. Like, it was just, it, it was kind of set in stone. People knew they were trying to bring Charlotte and Ronda together at, at uh, the upcoming WrestleMania. But again, with, with Becky, there was just natural charisma. Um, she, like you said, she was killing her promos. Like you really, really believed in her and Channing. I, I was with you. Like as I was a fan of her, but that heel turn yeah. felt, felt awkward for me. It was like, yeah, uh, like I, we going I, with this? Yeah. I, 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 I get it. You're, you're angry. Like, you know, you want, you want what you feel you deserve, but I, I felt like they kind of, went about it a little weirdly and then a SummerSlam uh 2018 with Charlotte coming back and and winning the title match you know we all kind of thought that was going to be Becky's moment to beat Carmella and then Charlotte comes back and she wins and and then that but ultimately that serves to build Becky up even more because Becky defeats her at the at the following pay-per-view and 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 ends up going on her run um now uh, J five when I was pitching uh, this 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 topic, uh, he brought up a good point. Like, what if Charlotte didn't come back at that moment? Like, like what if Becky just ended up winning the title at SummerSlam for, from Carmella and Charlotte just like fucks off? Like, how what how would the moment have been different? How, like, would that have affected the 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 clear momentum that, that that Becky was building up? Like, how do you guys feel that would have changed things if if at all? I think the issue you have, I think as most wrestling fans know, there's like a very, like a beautiful balance between like, if someone's hot, you can't have them just like get the title immediately because then it's like, I feel like they don't deserve this. It's kind of almost like, not the same, what kind of happened with Braun, when Braun got the universal title was like, yeah, he has it, but like, did he really earn it? Like, he just kind of is hot. But then what WB is much more guilty of is doing what they did with like Rusev. Or like Rusev Day is this massive thing, and they just never put the title on. Or um, also, I guess, I guess before 2018, when they were just having Brock wash Roman like pay per view after pay per view with really no clear reason or like why is this why you keep having the same match like over and over again. Um, but when you hit that sweet spot like you did with Brian, where it's like he gets close and he falls back a little bit, gets closer, falls back a little bit, gets closer, falls back a little bit. Same thing with Kofi, where, like, yeah, those pay-per-views leading up, where it's like, okay, this is going to be the one where Kofi wins. Oh, no, it's Kevin Owens coming in. And so you kind of need that kind of sweet bounce. And I think what you would have done with Charlotte and Becky is you would have caught her, kind of like you were, we were just saying, like, at a time where her character wasn't fully developed. Like, I think a lot of times people want to give their favorite people the belt, but reality, you need to have the character and then the belt comes secondary. And if you would give her the belt without the character, she would have floundered and you would have had to revert back to some Oscar Charlotte story. Like I think the good thing about Becky was that like she, everyone knew she needed, like she should have the belt, but she didn't need it. It was just like, no, nah, give her that belt. Cause like she earned that. And like, that's why she needs it now. And like, 
it just builds an anticipation where it's like, okay, I know like she's got to get the belt. Like she's got to get it eventually. But if you just like gave it to her, it's like, all right, she, you can't really be the man if like you've never had no hardships. You just like, like at that point, you're just like, you know, generation one Drew McIntyre where it's like, yeah, he's a chosen one, but like nothing bad really happens. Like, why do I believe that? You know? Yeah. No, it definitely did end up working out for her. I, you know, I, I think back to Daniel Bryan, like before he had the Yes Movement WWE title run, he, he was World Heavyweight Champion before. He cashed in money in the bank, but like that was when he was like a, a, a very Weasley character and like he was feuding with Mark Henry and, and Big Show and then he ended up losing to Sheamus in like eight seconds at Mania. But it was like at the time, you know, you weren't really as invested oh in Bryan. Like Bryan was, like, he's, he's obviously an incredible wrestler. Like he's one of the greatest of all time, but the character was just like, I, I didn't like that era of, of Brian's character. So him being able to develop the yes movement, again, it being very organic is very reminiscent of kind of how, 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 how Becky Lynch got popular as well. Um, so we go to her winning, winning the title from Charlotte. Um, she ended up beating Charlotte a bunch of times. Although, like you mentioned, the uh, last woman standing match at Evolution. Yeah. And then we, we get to a moment where her and Rhonda meet up at, at a pay-per-view. And it's like, hey champ, hey champ, see you soon. And, and and this is the build to Survivor Series. So Survivor Series, we're expecting to get Raw Women's Champion Ronda Rousey versus SmackDown Women's Champion Becky Lynch. Uh, this was one of the best builds to a Survivor Series I've seen with with with, with the invasions. Um, you know the the iconic iconic moment where the SmackDown women invade Raw. Uh, Nia Jax rocks Becky's Becky shit. She's bleeding, but like. She she uh, puts a submission hold on all Ronda and they, they just completely destroyed the Raw Women's roster and then she's standing up in the rafters holding her arms up and that was that 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 was the moment that that really solidified her like it was it, it, it was incredible to watch it's incredible to reflect on and I think that was when WWE realized like okay yeah Becky's got the title now and she's she's risen to be this like you know. T- a person that people look at as a superstar, but now she's like larger than 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 we probably ever ever expected her. And so like we need to work Becky into the Charlotte Ronda plan that we have for for WrestleMania. Now with Survivor Series, as you know, we ended up not seeing Becky versus Ronda. Um, you know, but Becky was injured, and then Charlotte ended up facing Ronda. Charlotte lost the match by disqualification. She had crazily attacked Ronda with with the kendo stick, but. What do you guys feel it would have done for Becky and the future plans they had if the Becky and Ronda match ended up happening at Survivor Series? Honestly, um, mine's short. I think you get uh, a weaker uh, Becky Lynch because you put a you get this huge force of Becky Lynch against this huge force and Ronda Rousey, and I think it's just too soon. Like, there's not enough to their story. And like if if that match happens, it has to end in like a DQ or whatever. No one can go over. Yeah. And even if it does in in a DQ because they're on the two different brands, like it just gets weird after that. Like I think it just gets weird, honestly. So I, I think it was I think it was great that it were, ended up working out the way it did. Yeah. yeah. I also think that like oh sorry, I mean control. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. I think part of it too is that ronda was like becoming a better wrestler like she was pretty good in the first match i came in front on her i was really surprised by it but like she also needed time like just legitimately to get better at it to give you a match because that's like one of the things i think that would have on the positive side i think it might have saved um wwe from themselves because that's like one of my biggest gripes with the mania match is that like it was just entirely too much going on 
I think if you would have had it just one vermin versus one woman, you would have had it so much simpler. And if we already got Ronda v. Becky, WWE wouldn't feel so much pressure to have all three of them in the match. They could have probably more organically figured out what to do. Because even like, and I know we're going to get to that match, but I really have a lot of feelings, so I'm going to trickle them out. Um, like the ending of that match, I, when I when, it, when I tell you when it happened, I did not realize the match was over. I was yeah. so confused. Mm-hmm. Same. I was like, wait, did they botch that? Is that a botch? I was like, mm-hmm. well, the match is over? Mm-hmm. And like you felt emotional because then you see Becky, oh, okay, okay, now I'm happy. But like it was just like, wait, what? And I can see that because it was just too much going on. Like it was just too many people to pay attention to. Like too much good wrestling for some parts, bad wrestling for other parts. But it was just too much. And I think if you have the run the match now, you might get it too early, but you also like free up creative, free up Vince to do, okay, we've got, we gave the people that, let's give them what like we really think is best instead of being like, we have to get all of these three of these elements into WrestleMania somehow, somewhere. Yeah. Like, and uh, it would have been an interesting situation having Ronda versus Becky. You know, I, I think about Roman versus Drew. Like it's, it's a match we've seen before, but they're two very, very strong champions and they've been booked to, to look extremely strong. And that, like, and this is Drew's biggest run of his career. So, you know, to, to some people, uh, hey, him facing Roman, like, I, and I, I, I didn't see this, this narrative going around, but it's like, it's a very, very tough situation because you don't want to have Drew lose, but it's like, he's realistically, he's not going to beat Roman either. And it's like, with, with Ronda, Ronda was undefeated for a full year until she lost at Mania to, uh, to Becky in, the, in that triple threat match. So it's like, you don't want to have Ronda lose so soon at Survivor Series, but, you know, also with, with Becky on her rise, it's like creative would have been in, in a really tough spot. So, so it's like, uh, you know, CeCe said, they probably would have ended up having to go with the DQ finish or a countout finish, just like they ended up doing with Charlotte versus Ronda, because that's a tough situation to be in, too. I mean, like, Charlotte can lose. Charlotte's lost before. She's put people over. I'm sure she would have, yeah. had, she would have had no problem putting Ronda over, I'm sure, but... You know, you like you you want to keep Charlotte looking strong too. So they ended up going with the DQ finish where she goes crazy. But it's like with Becky, you know, what do you well, what would you want to do in that situation? Like if if Becky just straight up lost, would she be buried? Like would that would that mess up her run and, and her momentum? Yeah. Because because she still would have been champion. But then we see at the following pay-per-view, we get a triple threat uh match between Oscar, Charlotte, Becky. Uh, Rhonda ends up interfering, uh, attacks Becky and Charlotte, and Asuka ends up getting her first SmackDown Women's title. Um, and I, I remember when Asuka lost to Charlotte at uh, at uh, Mania 34. I was like, I was a little iffy on it. It was yeah. like, yeah, Charlotte's incredible, but like Asuka's on this crazy run. She, she just won the Rumble. Like it, it, it would have made sense for Asuka to, to win the title. And not only did she lose to Charlotte, she lost by submission to, to Charlotte at, at WrestleMania. Straight up. Like, like she tapped out. Yeah. So, Clean, for, <laughs> so for Oscar's first run with the title to be ulti- ultimately be a, a means to an end because they ended up taking the title off of her like the week before WrestleMania 35, I was I was a little disappointed with that. So how do you guys feel about Asuka getting the, the title in that way just for it to end up being a means to an end to, to push Becky further? So you were making a good point, and this is why – I think everything worked out, working out the way it did instead of like, you know, just being um, uh, Becky and Rhonda or whatever at that time uh, and Charlotte not getting substituted. This is why I think that would have been bad. Um, Becky is like Drew in that sense. Um, But Rhonda is not like Roman. 
like when I was watching the Survivor Series match, I genuinely didn't know who was going to lose because of two reasons. Both of these guys are guys who could win a match, like pretty much against anybody. Like you put them up against anybody, it's like, okay, they're probably going to win. And both of these guys are can still be strong if they lose a match or whatever, depending on how it's lost and like, you know, other things like that. Plus like the loss itself doesn't really say that much because they're so strong. And Becky was had a lot of that kind of heat at the time. Um, so that's not something that like everybody has. And <laughs> the fact that like you did Oscar <laughs> the way <laughs> you did, like she can't really survive the way that uh, these other people can. Like, I think it was to me, like in short, it was like bullshit or whatever, because like you had, you had Becky yeah. go up against her or whatever. And, you know, like Becky loses, but Becky loses to Asuka during this time where Becky's on this rise to become like, you know, the female equivalent of Stone Cold, whereas like Asuka just loses to Charlotte clean or whatever, <laughs> like when she's on one of the hottest runs, like it's just, it's very inconsistent. And to me, I'm just confused about what the intention is there. I just don't know how they feel about her. And that's how I've, I've felt for years, honestly. I'm just sitting in this like limbo of confusion. Yeah, they've, they've really been giving Asuka a lot more this year. And, you know, I, uh, in large part due to Becky pushing for her to, to get the Rollins title with Becky taking a break. So it's cool to see how much Asuka's getting now. But, like, when she first came to the WWE, like, she was she was one of the biggest things. And we, we were just waiting for her to, to get the title. And, and they really protect Asuka a lot. And like you said, to have her lose clean, to, to Charlotte in that way twice like 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 Charlotte's made Oscar tap out many many times like like Oscar loses to Charlotte a lot um but with with Becky uh to to, to lose the title and, and then at Rumble she she loses again to Oscar uh tapping out then she ends up uh entering the, the Royal Rumble she ends up winning uh, last eliminating Charlotte um from there, we kind of set up the, the Mania match. She chose to go to Raw. Because at this point, it was like Becky was clearly like the top woman in WWE. And she, and she, she was box office. So, so they wanted to get her over to Raw. Raw being, you know, the, the flagship show. So she, she pulls up. I remember that, that promo she cut on Ronda when, when, when she declared that she was going to fight her. That was like, that that was what, that was, uh, that, that made me a uh, Becky believer. I was like, oh, nah. She's talking like she's really and, and like Rhonda looked genuinely like upset and frustrated and vexed at like what what everything Becky had to say. Like she she was she was talking cash shit. Um, but then we get like a weird build toward Becky's mania match because she ends up getting taken out of the match. Charlotte's just put into it. And then Becky faces Charlotte at fast lane to win her way into the match. It's still just a triple threat. Oscar uh, still has the title. It, it, it looked like it was gonna be Oscar versus Fire and Desire at uh, at Mania, and then they end up taking the title off Oscar because they want to make the, the Mania match with it being the first all women's main event. They want to make it as big as possible, so they made a a, a winner take all match. Charlotte brings in the SmackDown Women's title. Ronda brings in the the Raw Women's title at the expense of Oscar now having nothing to do for for WrestleMania. So how did you guys? It, what, with hindsight and with us understanding how WWE wanted to make this a major, major moment for Becky and for the women. Looking back, do you guys feel like the match needed both titles? Is is, is, is that what you would have done? Um, I think for myself. Oh, sorry, go ahead. My bad. Um, I like am like 
super duper Oscar hive. And for whatever reason, Vince or someone in the back decides every few months it's time to bury Oscar. And like Oscar is truly unbearable. Like she's proved that, but like they really like go out of their way to like no, like she's gonna catch up to some of these unnecessary episodes. Like she's just gonna randomly drop to like Bailey on a random Friday for like really no reason. So they do that. And I thought, first off, don't want to be the Dr. Umar of the podcast, but it felt racial. Just to throw <laughs> that out there. I was like, why is I mean, why is she losing to Charlotte all the time? Like, what is this is ridiculous. Like, we know Vince's thing with blondes. Like, I so like I'm like half joking, but it was also just kind of weird. Like I said, like it was like Oscar's this woman you built up NXT is like cannot be stopped. And yet on the main roster, she's constantly being stopped by Charlotte Fair on the way to do something else. <laughs> like when she really it didn't serve, it doesn't really serve Charlotte anything to like do it. And so I think that was my first problem with it. And then secondly. I think what happens a lot of times is that like WWE gets really into like the poster and they're like, you know, on the poster though, it's going to look fire with all three of them. And it's like, yes, that's true. That does look really cool. But like I was saying before, what you end up having is like, it's really un like it's illogical the way Charlotte got into the match. She was just like decided I'm going to be in this match. And then it was like, when she faced Oscar, it's like, okay, of course you're going to beat Oscar now. Cause like, They've decided Charlotte needs to be in this match for whatever reason. It was just very like they start. It was one of these where like you started with the end goal and then wrote the story to like match that. But the thing is, the story had already going on for like two years. So like you've like retconned so much stuff. Where it's like, oh yeah, like you can just decide you're gonna be in the main event at WrestleMania, even though you didn't win Royal Rumble or you don't currently have a title. You can just do that. And like also, like I said, it kind of just paid the service to Becky. Where it's like, wait, how did Becky lose this opportunity again? It's like. Why is she having to fight someone to get into this match again? Like, what is the point? Even like Ronda, like, yeah, I was like, she won Why is she having a match to do? She she did it already. It just didn't make any sense, and especially because like obviously wrestling is unpredictable. But like, you kind of knew Becky's gonna win. So like, are you really doing women just a big service by having Charlotte in the match? Are you really just doing Charlotte a big service by having Charlotte in the match? And like, Charlotte is not a proxy for all the women. Like, I think that's when the WWE also does too, where it's like. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. Yo, hold on, Janet. Say that title. shit again. Say that again. I'm sorry. I need you to say Char- that sentence one more time. Charlotte serves... A lot of times, WWE thinks Charlotte serves as a proxy for all women. So it's like, when Charlotte accomplishes Thank something, like everyone does. And it's like, mm-hmm. that's not really, like, how this works. Mm-hmm. And they do that a lot. And I think that's what it felt like with Charlotte in the match. It was like, yeah, Charlotte's a great wrestler, but it's like, at certain times, it's like, yeah, you could just throw Daniel Bryan into any match and make it a triple threat. But, like, you don't have to do that all the time. You can give us a little bit less Daniel Bryan, you know? Yeah. That's how I like, feel about you know, Dolph Ziggler. It's like, you don't need Dolph Ziggler in this match. He's a great worker, but he doesn't have to be here. Obviously, Charlotte Flair is not Dolph Ziggler, but, like, it's one of these where, like, you're just – you're throwing – you threw a little too much seasoning on here. You could just let it sit, let it cook. Let yeah. the meat speak for itself. Yeah, it's like, you know, obviously, again, we, we understand why they, they did what they did. Yeah. Um, the plan was Charlotte and, and Ronda always, but, again – WWE had to react to how popular Becky got. And it's like, you could still have a huge women's main event. Like you have Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey brought the box office appeal. Yes, Charlotte's huge. Charlotte's always going to be there, always going to be popular. But it's like this this huge Ronda Rousey, undefeated for a year, comes from UFC champion. She was whooping everybody. And, and then you got Becky, this underdog. Like WWE had three underdog stories going at that time with Becky, with Kofi, and then with Seth. And, like, Becky and Kofi's situations were, like, really, really similar where, like, they, they got their matches at, at, at the last minute. 
um, and like different challenges kind of kept getting thrown their way. But it was like Becky's story was so compelling. Like you, you could have still had a really, really good main event for the Raw, just the Raw Women's title between Becky and Ronda, and then have Charlotte face Asuka at, at, at Mania, run it back the match from a year before, actually let Asuka go over or. Uh, if Asuka went into the match as champion, you could have Charlotte beat her for the title again. I don't know, whatever you want to do. But it's like, they it, it, it clearly felt like they were feeling the, the, the pressure to make the match as big as possible. Like, like, like they really just had to hot shot a lot and, like, really just run with it. So they ended up going with, with the triple threat, winners take all. Um, and uh, like you said, the moment was amazing. The match itself... You know, we we'd already watched like seven hours of wrestling, so it was just like we we're just we. Just, I just wanted to see the God, Becky. Win. I was falling asleep. I was like, I, I actually fell asleep. <laughs> I I I had to finish the match the following day, um, but like it was like yo, I, yeah, I, I want to see Becky win, so I'll watch. But man, this this is really really tough to sit through. Like really really tough to sit through. And and, and it was cool with that mania that they had. Seth could go on first with a universal title. Like like seeing yeah. a universal championship match like. To, to start the show was fired. I was like, all right, word. Like, like they're really gonna make sure the women's it like that's that's big. Like, you know, we, we really build up to that. Um, but how the match ended up going, and like Charlotte is an amazing worker. Like you said, Rhonda got got a lot better at wrestling, and like you know, Becky's great at telling a story in the ring, but the, the three of them together, the the magic that we expected wasn't really there. And then and then when you get that finish, because they have to clear out the stadium because it was 1, 1 a.m. and like they, they, they didn't they didn't pay to have it that whole time so they have to rush a finish and Rhonda's shoulders clearly up we're just like I mean yeah, it's an incredible moment for Becky like it, it, it definitely solidified her I'm happy for her but the way we got to it uh, like yeah. would, would so having seen that finish would you guys have had the match finish differently I think it's, it's even deeper than that. Like, I'm looking at this card right now. You need to redo WrestleMania entirely. If you want that match to be your main event, I'm so sorry, but Shane and Miz, done. That's out of here. That 15 minutes could go somewhere else. I just realized I forgot about this match. Baron Corbin versus Kurt Angle, that five minutes, gone. Trash. Keep that or something else. Like, oh you God. do not need that match. Yo, you just <laughs> you do you, not need that match. You just like, reminded you gotta start me. with the root. <laughs> Of why I hated the end of Kurt, Kurt or Kurt Angle's career, and why I also love Cor- Cor- uh, King Corbin at the same time. But I just wanted to say that because <laughs> it was he created yeah. a moment I hated. That's what makes him amazing. But it's just go ahead. It's, what? So yeah, you look at this card. It's like you know, there's a lot of stuff where it's like y'all were doing a lot because you were in New York. But like even like. Why the Samoa Joe Raymond Stewart match, even though it was only a minute long? Yo, that was trash. Oh my god, <laughs> that was that wasn't good. Like, so I think you would like get to this point where like the matches leading up to it are the Samoa Joe Raymond Stewart match, Roman Reigns with Drew McIntyre, which was a good match, but that went 10 minutes. Then Triple H Batista, which was a good match, kind of slow, but like dragged, was a good match. Baron, Baron Corp Critical sucked, so you're already like, okay, this is stupid. The Demon versus Bobby Lashley, which like was a cool entrance, but like. It was, the match was eh, and they're like, it's like 12, 15, and we're just now doing these entrances. Like, oh my God. Like, you're like kind of like sitting in for like this long. So I think that's the first thing you do. You start that. You definitely do that. And then I think you need to have Becky win clean. And I personally think 
you need to have, in my personal professional opinion, you have Becky tap Ronda with the armbar. Like you make her tap to her own finisher. If Ronda's just going to be gone and you're not going to use her for anything else, which I mean, maybe COVID not happening, they would have used it. But if it's really just like Ronda's donezo, you really like send Becky out as strong as possible. And you have her like tap out Ronda with her own finisher and be like, no, 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 this is the man. I've told you about the weave thing. Like first take that out. Just keep the straight, straight back, like a little bow out dookie braids and get to work. Cause you the man. But, like, you make her tap out to the armbar. And you make her, like, because even she does a whole, like, Roddy Wright Piper thing, which is, like, kind of disrespectful to Becky. And she have her just tap out to the armbar and, like, really have Becky be like, yeah, I did this to you. I'm the man because I, like, showed you that, like, I can beat you at your own game. All that UFC stuff don't mean nothing to me. And Charlotte, like, be gone. Like, you probably, I think you probably do, like, a spot with, you know, obviously not the same exact spot, but, you know, where they put Brock Lesnar under a table for 20 minutes? And they were just like, he's just really not going to be in this five-way match. When it was like, I think it was um, Extreme Rules of him, Joe, Braun, and they had him just gone. Oh, yeah. You do that with Charlotte. Where like you, you have Charlotte take a big spot where she like moonsaults off the ring into the crowd or something, and then she's just out of the match for like the end of it. And you have them kind of square up, heads up, and that's how you end the match, I think. And you also end it before, you know, one o'clock in the morning. But <laughs> that's what I think the biggest kind of key components are is that you have Becky went incredibly strong, and if you have Charlotte go out in a blaze of glory, and I think that's what you I agree with everything Shannon just said. And my, my only thing that I would add is just we need to emphasize how much we need to take matches off of this fucking card. There are, I'm looking at four matches that are under 10 minutes long, so why are they even happening? There's one that's six minutes, five, five seconds long, four minutes, five seconds. Uh, one is one minute, you know, as we talked about. I mean, it's just like, and then you have legitimately, there's like maybe five or six 10-minute matches, which just lets you know that they could have been five if you really wanted them to be. So what are we doing here? <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, the card was also arranged really interestingly. Like like I said before, I like that it started off with the Universal title match, but Kofi's match felt a little too early. Like that would have been a really good match. To yeah, way right too before, early. Right before that main event, like, I understand it's WrestleMania. They want to have all the titles on the card. They, they want to have people who sell tickets. Rey Mysterio is a big name. Samoa Joe, Kurt Angle, blah, blah, blah. But, man, like, they they gave us big moments that we were excited about. Seth, Kofi, um, Roman's return. But, like... The Iconics. Yeah, the, the Iconics winning the tag team titles, which I'm still <laughs> proud that I correctly predicted. But um, it was just like, yo, not, like... It's like a trash pregame before a good party. Like you, 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 you your <laughs> right. vibe, our vibes were just off. Like it's like off. and off. and you know the the they play a lot of Dave East this pregame. I know we're in Jersey, but it's a lot of Dave East. It was wilding. So you have a really awkward pregame and you're, and you're in the Uber on the way to the party and you're like, yo, I'm, I'm just not really feeling it. And then you get to the match and it's exciting, you know, Becky with her weave and, and then the entrance she did and it just all, you know, all, all the pageantry around it. The moment, like you said, it was incredible. But like, I, I agree, it would have been better to give Becky a stronger finish. Like she's the man and she ended up kind of, I don't want to call it Weasley, but like she she had to like outsmart Ronda and like she yeah. beat her she beat her with with a wrestling move, which was cool, but it was it was it it, it, it was a roll up or like a, a cross, I think I, I, I forget what the pin is called, like 
but it just it, yeah it's like a celtic cross but she didn't commit to it like it wasn't fully yeah there. it was just it like was, well this isn't the end of the match i don't, I don't, I don't really like this I, I didn't like it you know i was very very happy for him it, it just it, it didn't feel like the right punctuation to the year she had and the build up to it and how invested everyone everyone was you was know how it. she should have won and i just got this idea by listening to what shannon just said about the pregame she should have went under the ring for like a little bit let charlotte and ronda fight for a little bit look like you get really close and like maybe ronda's about to win come back from under the ring super kick the shit out of her with a tim on her foot because that davies comment just made me think <laughs> 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 like she comes back in the ring with tims she's just a new york nigga now for oh. no reason <laughs> for some reason, I, I could really see Becky, Becky like, wearing the- Tim's too. Like, I, I feel like she wears Tim's. Like, I, 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 <laughs> Becky's I, I from the Bronx. <laughs> Becky's from the Bronx for sure. Yeah, Bronx Becky. But no, I think also like even to Ronda's credit, it was kind of a disservice to Ronda because Ronda was having good matches. Then her last match was like, I guess that was her last match because it was even like the whole like, I own the ground underneath my feet. Like you really like they really had set this like collision course of like. You cannot stop Becky right now, but also no one's really stopped Ronda. So, like, what's going to happen? Yeah. And they just kind of came out to, like, a, oh, I guess it had to end. Like, it, I guess it did have to end. Like, but yeah, what? even, like, we were talking about the title matches. Like, the the United States title match and Intercontinental title match are both after the WWE title match. Like, why, like, no why, why is that so late in the show? Like, what? It, they did the, it didn't make any sense. You know what I think, um, honestly? I mean, one good thing, Bloods and Brothers didn't wrestle, so, you know, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit, my bad. I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just going to say, I, I honestly I think... I hate the Bloods and Brothers. <laughs> I honestly I think... I just told him. That, uh, Are you good? Around the time the... Um, around the time of, like, the WWE started noticing, like, the internet like responding to things and like how like press is just kind of like press and that's kind of like a good thing which is why i think they decided on the day of to change the finish of the taker brock match or whatever um because they wanted to get that reaction i honestly think that's like part to do with it too like because it ties back to what our mom was saying earlier like they really wanted to milk as much uh uh uh, i'm sorry milk as much out of it as they can or whatever like that's why decisions like that are made or whatever because it's just like oh you know what would be you know, crazy on the internet. What if we just had it like go this way? And it's just like, I understand like that aspect, but that's a thought that should be among other thoughts and not the thought. Because <laughs> it's yeah. ruining things. <laughs> yeah. 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 Too much 3D chess. Like you overthought how deep it needed to be, dog. Like we come here to watch zombies fight demons, dog. I don't need this whole like three-dimensional chess of like, the flares versus this. We don't need all that. It's, it's yeah. fine. Just have them fight. Yeah, yeah. They 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 definitely did a lot. Um, also, it could have been worse though. It could have could have been Italian. Oh yeah, it, <laughs> it could have could have been Italian. Could have been Italian. I always, always think about that. Anytime there's a, a bad feud, it could have been Italian. Hey, we got to we got to mark yeah, this as history. Channing just buried a rapper and a wrestler in under ten minutes and yeah. did it flawlessly. Legendary. <laughs> Legendary. I'm just not. I'm not bought in on the boat. Never have been. Never yeah. will be. Uh, yeah. Especially because of like the speaking to Becky's point. I actually bring it back to the podcast. I thought they were gonna do Becky early in the career the way they do Naomi. How like Naomi will have a good two months, but then it's crickets for ten months. And yeah. I thought that's where Becky was going. We're like, 
oh, like, oh, yeah, we do have Becky Lynch on the roster. Let's throw her out there. Oh, she can wrestle. Like, let's throw the title. <laughs> then, oh, Charles back. Never mind. Like, never mind. Let's so scrap that. Like, scrap that whole storyline. And I thought that was going to happen to Becky, too, where it's kind of you pop off for a little bit and gone. And so I'm glad that it did kind of go the way it did. Even with, like, the money in the bank, like, the way they got the title off her was very, like, real. Like, it was like, oh, like, she really, this, like, means a lot to her. Like, you could tell she was so, dis- like, not distraught, but, like, happy that she was having this kid. And I was gonna, but you could tell she was sad because this is her thing. Like, she is the man. Like, she is having to step away from this thing she loves. And that even, like, in retrospect, really shows you how much that whole feud meant. Is it like, no, this is, like, her real life. Yeah, like her life is now drastically different because of these things and these matches that we're also invested. It's so like that's super powerful, and I yeah. just feel like the thing that we don't talk about is the match itself that got us to this point because the match itself was like not what we wanted. Like we talk about the man, we talk more about the Survivor Series thing, way more than we talk about the actual match because that was way cooler. That feud was like way better done and executed than like the actual Triple Threat match. It was like always kind of fun. Yeah, I I think that moment, um, also like that when when Becky led the charge, that moment was like a. I think that moment was part of like the general wake up call that the WWE was getting around that time, um, and like part of the reason why we have the product where we have now, especially with the way the wrestlers are talking, how they don't have to fucking do like the scripts anymore. Thank you so much. Or whatever, like you can hear it Mm -hmm. or whatever. But that was just another moment where they woke up and they realized like, you know, I know we've been in this world of numbers and data and like we had the whole PG era or whatever for a while, whatever. I think we kind of got caught up in that, not realizing that sometimes when something just happens in reality, like something that that's real that happens, it's just like, you can't write that shit and there's nothing better than it. Like when she stood up, yeah. with that broken because at first i looked at her and i was like i mean everything was going on i was like yo is becky blake because there's bodies everywhere and i look and i'm like wait she's bleeding but i'm like yo she's still way, going and not only is she still going it looks like she's going harder than she was than before she got punched in the face hold up this nigga different like yep. so when we, like when you see stuff like that that's how it makes like people feel or whatever so like i'm just glad that like she's she's doing that i can't and the fact that she went out at a time where, like, that was kind of her mindset or whatever, and, like, knowing that she's going to come back or whatever, like, man, like, she went out on a high or whatever. I can't imagine what it's going to be like when she, like, I, I just really, the, I, the fact that I'm anticipating it is what makes me glad to be a wrestling fan because that's how I felt all the time as a kid. When somebody was, like, gone for a while, I was just like, damn, like, what is it going to be like when they come back? So that's what I, I'm looking forward to with, uh, with Becky. Yeah, and, you know, I think the great thing was seeing that she went from that that rise as the man to being the man, like being not just a top woman in WWE, like she was, she many referred to her as like the top person in WWE. Um, and seeing mm-hmm. seeing her reign in a legendary Hell in a Cell match with Sasha Banks, um, even though we had to start with a Lacey Evans feud, like she, she, she made us interested in... <laughs> In a Lacey Evans yeah. feud because Becky's just like that. Yeah. We got the we got the winners take all extreme rules match. Her and Seth teaming up. We got to see them be a couple on screen. Uh, we got to see them beat up Corbin and Lacey Evans. We saw Corbin give Becky. Becky took an end of days from Corbin. That yeah. was that was fire though. I go hold you. Dog. That was fire though. When he when he deep six her on out. Bro. Bro. And then I saw yeah she's the man. And then he turned to, to, to turn to Seth, and he was like, "What you gonna do about it, bitch?" Like, I was like yeah, yo, oh, I, I, 
This, can you not see the brilliance? The godliness. My king. My king. My king. He does the, the work level you don't want to do. To slam a nigga girlfriend in the mat in front of thousands of people, turn to him and yeah, look him dead in the face and ask him what he's going to do about it. Mind you, he did this in a prom outfit. This one he was still wrestling in a vest. Yep. This man did. This man disrespected your wife in he was, slaps. He was, he was looking like a ballet. Pants. Literally looking like a douchebag. Looking like the ba- yes. eight high school movie. Like, how do you the level yeah, of genius? That's how <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like Becky taking that and going on to do everything she did. Um, ultimately, fighting, uh, being able to beat Asuka, uh, Asuka at, at Royal Rumble, making her tap out this time, um, going all the way to Mania. Beating uh, Shayna Baszler, um, Becky really like became the top person and did did the role justice. And now she's you know on red carpets and doing movies and TV shows and like it just shows you know when you're in WWE and like and like your time comes and you and you really take it and you shine, it, it creates set opportunities for you beyond WWE. And now you know like you said. She, she, she's got the kid coming and congrats to her and Seth. You know, we're looking forward to when she returns and like what they're going to do. But, but I, I think she's going to come back and be right back in, in that top role because the, the, the women's division needs top people right now. Like it's, it's there's really a hurting. void. There yeah. is a void. <laughs> Very clear void. They don't have two, two of the what? four horsewomen right now. And like Sasha and Bailey. What are you talking about? Down. Like Sasha and Bailey. We have were, Lana. Oh my. Shut the fuck up. She's a soul survivor. Right what do you, you shut your damn mouth. What are you guys, what are you guys talking about? You got Lana. If you don't think that Lana versus Becky Lynch is her first few, you are not watching WWE Raw or Because that's definitely going to happen next year. They're going to find some way to build up Lana into a legitimate threat. She's going to get money in the bank. It's going to happen. She'll get money in the bank. She's going to win it. And then she's going to like, Come, come on Raw and there'll be fans. She'll be talking like, I did this, I did that. And then you're here, whoa. And then Becky's like, you got something that belongs to me. And I need that back. Because they're not going to let Oscar lose to Becky. They wouldn't do that to her. Yeah. told you, like, she needs to be protected. It's going to be long. Just watch. I'm mad at that yeah. reality because that's actually going to happen. But you know it would be a sadder reality? What if they make us watch a, a Carmella versus Lana match? <laughs> like, they have, like, titles or one of them has the title. <laughs> That's not a match. You can't even call that a match. So that's not even funny. Because I'm, like I'm sorry. I'm sorry to you guys. Like I apologize. But no, yeah, no. I'm what, not watching that shit. What is what is Lana's finisher? Does Does anyone know? Does she have a finisher? Getting put I through a table. Yeah. Put through an announce table. <laughs> Did she get put that's through a finisher. table? She wins. She does it well. She does it well. I just getting buried. I was just gonna. I was just gonna say like white woman tears or whatever. Because every time I see her on TV or whatever, it's just like she starts crying, and then it's like I'm like, oh, is this the finish? Like, is this how you get? Because this, I would walk away. You would win a match with me because I would just leave if you're gonna do that. Yeah. <laughs> also, like the swapping in and out of the accent, how that's not a thing anymore. Love that. Yo, like, oh when she was like Bulgarian. First of all, that was a thing. I prefer her to go in and out of the accent. Here's that's here's a crazy thing. Here's a crazy thing. I prefer her to have oh, the it. in and out of the accent because you know what? That's the now that she doesn't have the in and out or like the one or the other, and you're trying to figure out what she's doing right now, whatever. Now that she's right. not doing that and it's no longer Rusev Day in the in the WWE right now, I'm trying like what's interesting. 
<laughs> like I'm so trying, like that boring. was a thing I was looking for when she was on screen. I was like, okay, this person's on screen. I'm gonna play this little game. What accent are they gonna use? Now <laughs> when she's on the screen, I'm saying, oh shit, now I gotta play. Can I stay awake? Like what? Yeah, yeah, it's awful. And she like was dating Mandy Rose, not Mandy Rose, Liv Morgan. That happened. That, that was, was weird. weird. She dated Bobby. She's married to Bobby Lashley too. God, yeah. what? I just remembered that happened. They did a lot of weird stuff Jesus. last year. Like they were just doing whatever back in December. Um, that's how you knew Bobby really wanted to be uh, like he was like no like fuck the bullshit I'm not trying to just be around anymore because he let that happen (laughs) I need to be involved I need to be involved it's crazy people were actually invested in in that storyline too like there are people who actually liked it like the Rusev Lana Bobby thing yeah I I thought it was I thought it could be funny it was a thing that could have been funny and honestly, when Rusev would yeah. go out and do his stuff, that's when I was it like that's when I was interested. Yeah, was Rusev's like, funny. Yeah, like he and you can tell Rusev is like naturally a funny ass nigga too. Like and the fact that they never let him right, do yeah. that for real, I'm just like, ugh, okay. But like I'm like he's bro, on AEW now, so he's happy. Uh, but that said, <laughs> this, this is the rewriters room talking about Becky Lynch, the making of of, of the man. We miss you, Becky. We miss we miss you, the mom. We we're looking forward to meeting baby Messiah. Um, and yeah, this is Armand Channing, CC. Y'all know we're under the A Show RNC. Follow us uh, at Rewriters RNC and the A Show RNC under RNC Radio. We got the A Show War Report, Spots Callers, RNC Cooks Instagram, Black Variant, The Lookout. We got it all. It's too many things to put on our fingers, but our hands are always open. It's Christmas. Uh, we hope you all had a safe and enjoyable Thanksgiving. Those those leftovers are probably gonna go bad soon, so I I I, I wouldn't push trying to eat them. By the time you hear this, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. make make sure you get them last plates in, but like also please like take care of yourselves, wash your hands, masks, hand sanitizer, <laughs> all that stuff. We'll, we'll we'll see you in two weeks. <laughs>